Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. And welcome everybody, Bob Stoffer joining you from downtown New York City. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas. The Edmonton Oilers uh, coming off the heels of a 3-1 victory, uh, loss last night against the New York Islanders. Their third consecutive loss, uh, practicing today in New Jersey. We have a jam-packed edition of the show, lots to get to on today's edition of Oilers Now. We will tell you, we'll have a full review of last night's game, some thoughts and some developments at practice. That's sort of thing coming up in the first half hour of the show. Myself and Brendan Escott at 5.35 today, courtesy of our friends at Abe's Door Service, Elliot Friedman. At 6.05, a sit-down one-on-one conversation with Edmonton Oilers head coach Chris Knobloch. And at 6.35 for Legacy Heating and Cooling, our NHL insider John Shannon. There's some uh, news on the television front that's of note around the league. Our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. The Oilers losing last night. They jumped out early on a Leon Dreisaitl even starting goal just his second over the last 15 games, a minute 23 into the game, and then they didn't score again. Elias Sorokin locked it down. The Oilers didn't spend enough time in front of the net. Had very little net presence, a lot of one-on-dones. Picked it up in the third period, but that's after they had an abysmal second period on special teams where uh, the Islanders scored two power play goals and then scored a shorty. And the Oilers, uh, despite getting a five-on-three late in the second, despite getting four power plays overall, they just didn't have it going. Couldn't generate it and ultimately end up falling 3-1. They have now lost three straight games. We will tell you, you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline 780-496-0063. New Year's Eve celebration takes place over the River Cree with Brett Kissel. You can get your tickets now at therivercreeresort.com. That's Sunday, December the 31st. River Cree Resort Casino Excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line. Same number, 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you always wanted 143rd street 111th avenue or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information we are back uh we're uh, in new york brendan escott's back at the 630 chat studios before we go to the Oilers now audio vault we'll bring brendan in at this time brendan uh i know the Oilers ended up out shooting new york 31 to 20 overall and right now, the Oilers have the highest expected goals for percentage in the league, um, both five on five and in all situations. But they're sitting with a sub 500 points percentage. And I'm, I'm, I know for a lot of the fans out there, I'm seeing what's coming across on Twitter. There's concerns, despite the fact the Oilers, after Christmas, have one of the easiest schedules in the National Hockey League. Where is your level of concern for where Edmonton is at at this time? Uh, you know, probably about a, f- a 6 out of 10. I'm going to lean a little bit on the, the more concerned than not side because we're seeing the impact of even a mini skid right now. They went from being one point back of that playoff spot now to seven in very short order. So they're sort of out of mulligans. They've sent the goaltender down and they've moved on from a coaching staff. So I, I know that they're a second-half team more traditionally speaking in recent memory anyway, uh, 
Um, but boy, they had better be sure that they uh, strap that foot to the gas pedal, Bob, because again, uh, they can't afford really to not pick up wins. Uh, basically every, what, what would you say, three of five games or so, or maybe more so than that? Yeah, I mean, I know Chris Knobloch stated breaking the uh, season in eight-game intervals. They went eight for eight. Well, they're now 0 for three in the next interval. The one thing I would say, uh, it's my belief for the Oilers, the two toughest road trips tend to be the trip to the southeast and the trip down to uh, into New York City here. And, uh, you know, like the, the Oilers are playing the Islanders, the Devils, and the Rangers. Those are three of the top five teams in the league on the power play. Um, and they last year they got one out of a possible three wins against those two teams, and then they got in the 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 trip that always seems to coincide with Washington, where they get the Washington, Carolina, Florida, Tampa. Last year they went two and two. This year they went one and three. For whatever reason, there seems to be it always invariably ends up in the first half of the year. For one, at least it has the last couple of years, and. I, I'm like you. I think I'm probably at a six for a ten as well. Uh, maybe for different reasons. I know they got an easier schedule coming. They are getting nothing from some players. One of those players, Connor Brown, who does not have a point, 21 games, based on today's practice, appears to be a healthy scratch for tomorrow night's game. Uh, he done a really good job in the penalty kill. I will be the first to tell you, Brendan. You know this, and I'm going to give you a chance to answer as well. I thought Connor Brown was going to be a upgrade on Kyler Yamamoto. And why shouldn't I? He'd been a two-time 20-goal scorer. He was an exceptional penalty killer with Ottawa. He tore his ACL. He only played the four games last year. The only way the Oilers could make the numbers work was to do a low base, heavy bonus-induced contract, which now, of course, Ken Holland's being ripped for. I still think there's a chance that Brown gets his game up and running during the course of this year. But I am stunned at how ineffective he has been five on five. I know Jason Greger put a tweet out on inner slot chances and you just have to be at the games to see that he's not in the paint. The team isn't in the paint. But if you look at the lack of productivity, I mean, Warren Fogle said one good game all year. It was in Minnesota. He got two goals. McLeod's got two goals, one into an empty net. Brown hasn't scored this season. That was basically, you know, like those are sort of for me forwards number six, seven, and nine for Edmonton. And it hasn't happened for them all season long. And if you take a look at sort of expected goals and who hasn't produced, they're three of the guys that are sort of the culprits. So give me your assessment on Brown appearing to come out of the lineup for tomorrow's game. And also, if you think there's any plausibility that he could actually, at some point during the year, be a legitimate top nine forward. And I say that the expectation was that he was going to play in the top six. Right now, I would take a productive top nine forward. Is that possible for him at this stage? I think so because he seemed like we don't know how long it takes any individual person to get comfortable coming off an injury 
or hello <laughs> or getting into a new system and frankly Browns had to do both of those things simultaneously so I, while I am also aghast at the lack of offensive production there's probably what I would say four or five goals that he has either ripped off the post or just wide or dribbled it between the goaltender's legs and out the other side and and so to, to me something is going to give in the second half of the season the levy will break it's not going to be double digit goals now this year but it might well between five and seven end up being a productive uh, second half for him what bothers me I guess is the trend that it is from a Pugliarvi to a Yamamoto now to a Fogel and a McLeod and a Brown the, the, the really all it is is just it's the same sort of you know prototype of player that's underperforming on the wing and it's just excruciating and frankly continues to be what's holding this team back so I'll wrap up with this Bob and just say yeah I do think he can come in and and to the top nine I guess or finish there I should say but what Knobloch's doing by making him a healthy scratch is what everybody was crying for with Woodcroft in terms of the accountability factor for these players you wanted a message here's a guy who's about to make 3.25 million no matter what next year and I think everyone can see he doesn't deserve that right now let's not forget that Connor Brown was Chris Knobloch's first captain in Erie as well when he went to the OHL you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line I would assume some of you will be honest and think he was a good signing initially Many of you will say, no, I always knew it was going to pan out. I didn't think it'd be this. There was nothing in his pedigree as a player to suggest it would be like this. Now, that said, there was nothing in Zach Hyman's pedigree to say he'd go from 27 to 36 goals to a situation where he's got 18 and 29 this year. He's on pace for a 40-plus goal season. So I guess it depends on how you look at it. Bottom line is the Oilers are sitting at 13, 15, and 1 with a minus 3 goal differential. And Reed Wilkins tweeted out last night after the game, the wild swings Knobloch's head. He won two as head coach. The Oilers then lost three. Uh, they then followed that up with eight straight wins where the team had numbers that were terrific and then should have beaten Tampa. It really should have been a ninth straight win. And, uh, and then they've dropped now the three straight games. Now... Part of it doesn't help when your number one goaltender, who is well worth the investment in the future, he's still only 25, but right now he's got the worst uh, goal saved above expectation in the league. Maybe it's just the type of team where the, the caliber of opportunities they give is too high, but goal saved above expectation is the average goaltender will make this save, so take it for what it's worth. We head into the Oilers now, Audio Vault for Direct Workwear. In these tight budget times, Direct Workwear is the superhero your wallet deserves. Huge selection prices. Oilers losing in the island last night. Cam Moon with the call. Start of a three-game road trip for the Oilers. They take on the Islanders. And now Drysaddle brings it in left wing. Shoots. Scores! Leon Drysaddle down the left side. Gets it past Sorokin on the glove side. And it's 1-0 Edmonton. Oh, we mentioned Leon only had one even strength goal over about the last six weeks. We'll make it two. 
And that one was a lot better than the other one because the other one was a bank shot off a skate that went in front of the net at that time. Darnell Nurse threads the needle on a long stretch and Fogel hits Dreisaitl in stride. He gains his own, uses the defenseman as a screen and wipes one, rips one right past Ilya Sorokin. Right wing to Brown. Cross ice pass picked off. A breakaway. Barzell alone. The shot. The save by Skinner. Went off his glove and into the corner. Big save by Stu. You know, keeps the momentum for us and, you know, he's uh, he's playing really calm and steady right now. Now it gets to the middle and Paul Mary will walk in. He'll shoot it and the save. They rebound. Scores as they just got it in behind Stuart Skinner. And this game's tied at one. Back to the blue line. It comes across. Stand in front to Barzell or to make that Horvat in front. He scores. Bo Horvat was wide open in front of the net. He goes stick side on Skinner. And it's a 2-1 Islanders lead. Well, they're, two, they're cooking on the power play. Like the confidence that they're moving the puck around with. And Horvat finishes it off. Nugent Hopkins nope. back to the That's blue trouble. line, and that'll get by Bouchard. And on to it is Pajot. He'll get it across. The one-timer scores. Short-handed goal. And the Edmonton Oilers, it'll be three straight losses. 3-1 the final here as the Islanders had lost their last two, although one of them was by way of shootout. Get the victory. 3-1 here over Edmonton. And you stated it earlier, Bob. It was special teams. Two power play goals for the Islanders. One shorthanded marker. And Edmonton goes 0-4 with the man advantage. And uh, they... As a result, lose the game. Chris Knobloch, now these quotes are from today, had these comments on the Oilers' three-game losing streak. Control what we can uh, control, and that's uh, the next game. And, um, you know, it's disappointing. We certainly could have had the last uh, two of those games, the last two of our three. Um, And, um, you know, I think... the next two games are going to be very difficult for us, but uh, certainly we can put this game behind us and get ready for the um, New Jersey game. Connor McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Zach Hyman were one of the hottest lines in the league. The Oilers broke that lineup last night to start. They finished with it. Here's Knobloch and putting that trio back together. Just um, that line been playing so well, and we um, in the second half of the game, well, in the third period, we went with that, and you just saw the momentum of the game. And I believe the shots I'll go were 13 process to two, next process. Or, um, no, sorry, 16 to two. Um, you know, it wasn't just because we re- reunited those guys, but everybody just kind of fell into place. I think. Um, yeah, and that's what we're going to start with, and we'll we'll see how long that'll, that'll last. Chris Knobloch also had this to say on why it's important for the Oilers to remain process-oriented. Just because um, if you do little things, um, the wins and losses will take care of themselves. And if you're, you know, you can play a really good game, and sometimes and then you can look back at that Tampa game where, most of the game we played really well and probably deserved a different fate. We had enough scoring chances, limited them, but we lost it. But if you play like that more often than not, you'll win the games. And um, you start taking shortcuts and just looking for just scoring that goal. You often, if that's the only um, the goal, you're often making mistakes and you're probably pulling the puck out of your net more often than not so we just want to make sure that we're doing little things right and things that uh, ultimately require no talent that anybody can do if you're doing those well you're gonna you're gonna be successful most times so that's what we're uh, pushing our guys to do 
Meanwhile, Zach Hyman of the Edmonton Oilers leading the team with 18 goals this year. Had this to see on the Oilers' high shot volume, but not enough goals. That's process-based, right? You keep doing it, eventually it's going to go in, and uh, that shooting percentage will, will even out. So we just got to keep getting our looks, and, and they'll go in. Oilers have 125 shots on goal in the last three games. Six goals. Uh, that ain't going to cut it. Need to score a little bit more than that. Here's Hyman on facing the New Jersey Devils tomorrow. Uh, obviously, high skill team on offense and, you know, with their back end too. Um, some high skill players on both sides of the, of the puck there. So, um, I got to be prepared for that. Got to know who you're out there with and uh, just got to post go. There you go. That's Zach Hyman of the Edmonton Oilers. We will go into NHL today at 523 at Edmonton, 723 in New York City. NHL today is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Oh, boy. Uh, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back of the 630 Jet Studios. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, not a ton to report on. Just three games in the league tonight. The Jets hosting uh, Detroit in a few minutes. And then uh, the Capitals and Islanders face off, as do the Kings. And uh, Kraken, 51-year-old Yarmir Yager began his 36th season of pro hockey. He's playing over in his hometown, or homeland anyway, of Chetia. Uh, picked up an assist in a losing effort. Bakersfield hosting Calgary tonight. The Wranglers, uh, a tough opponent always. Oil Kings off until December 27th. Start a long road trip then. And Team Canada meets Switzerland in pre-tournament action on Friday night before opening the, or I guess it would be Friday morning our time, before opening up the uh, 2024 World Juniors on Boxing Day against Finland. It is in Sweden this year, so that one's a 6.30 puck drop. And uh, Brent Griffiths, lucky guy. Uh, he's heading off there, so I hope he has a great time with that. I frankly would be much rather uh, following the Edmonton Oilers. It's a privilege to do this, even when it's not going good. It's still, in terms of one losses, it's still a great job. We'll tell you today, one of the things that the Oilers worked on right at the start of practice uh, was a net front drill to do a better job in that regard because it's been an issue here of late for uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Now, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. This text comes in from Terry on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 525 at Edmonton. He says, Bob, the Oilers have more problem than Connor Brown. Drysaddle has the same amount of even strength points as Ty Max Domi. The Oilers relied too much on their power play over the years. That's where Connor and Leon got the majority of their points. Reality is, you have to be good at five on five. And Terry, here's where I say to you, Edmonton has the best metrics in the league five on five better than toronto they aren't scoring Colin says bob how about acquiring carry price he's got has uh, he considered retirement yet he can negotiate a buyout and come back to edmonton a 50 percent price is probably better than 100 percent campbell not happening i can tell you that right now they're not terminating that deal again you can text us at 780-496-0063 this texter says bob i just tuned in but assuming we're talking about connor brown i'm hesitant to judge him until the end of the season i think he'll come around and could be a huge help for the team in in the playoffs. Again, I could text us at 780-496-0063. Dale says, Bob, uh, Connor Brown is as useless as Dylan Holloway. Neither will have more than 10 goals a year. Top nine question mark exclamation point. You guys are drinking the spiked eggnog. That one comes to us from Dale. Dale, uh, Connor Brown has two 20 goal seasons in the NHL. 
You're pretty quick to write off uh, Dylan Holloway. Let's just see. Never say never. That's all I'm going to say. Text 780-496-0063. Cracker Jack says, Bob, you're worried about the club when you rattled four guys off that aren't pulling their weight as a concern, but the goal plus the goalie issue. Why... uh, why have none of the draft picks worked? Are we developing these guys right? Cracker Jack, there's no question the Oilers have got to do a better job of drafting and development. 100%. And I 100% expect that to get better under Jeff Jackson. Because if you take a, just go to a second round of the NHL draft, 2016, and look up Alex Dabrinkit, Jordan Cairo, and Taylor Radish. Second round picks all selected after Tyler Benson. All Wasserman clients. Okay? They all played a factor in helping making those players better. We'll head off to a global news weather traffic update, which today is with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back for our friends at Abe Store Service, Elliot Friedman, Bob Stoffer joining you live from New York City on Oilers Now.